Okay, guys, we're going to gather around um, the Pentecost story, which is found in Acts chapter 2. If you've got a Bible with you, I just really encourage you to, to pick your Bible up, or if it's on your phone, to, to, to get it on your phone. If it's not on your phone, get it on your phone. Um, we love the Word of God here. And we're just going to recount the story from the New Living Translation. What you heard before was the Jesus Storybook Bible version. I just, um, as adults, please get a kid's Bible. Like, please do. We're, we're called to be childlike. And I think that the Jesus Storybook Bible, specifically for me, puts the words of, of truth in such a way that my heart can hear it in a different way. We're never too old to have a kid's Bible. Okay, so go and purchase one, gift one, the Jesus Storybook Bible. I'm not on commission, by the way, just to let you know. But I do just love it. But we are going to read just now from the New Living Translation. It's going to come up on the screen as well. And we're going to go into Acts chapter 2. And we've been waiting now for several weeks to get to Acts chapter 2. We've been mulling on Acts 1 for a long time. And specifically on three short words, wait. No, four, sorry. Wait in the city. And and today is the day when uh, the full realization of their waiting came to pass. Where they get to discover the promise. Where, where Holy Spirit comes and they've been waiting for 10 days and this is where the disciples had gathered together in an upper room and Jesus had told them, wait here. I've got a gift for you. I've got a promise for you and it's going to be so good. You want to wait here. You want to wait here. And so today's the day that we go to Acts chapter 2. Are you ready? We're going for, from verse number 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem, When they heard the noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own language being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're drunk. That's all. So here we are on Pentecost, which um, was actually a Jewish festival. It was called the Festival of the First Fruits. How cool is that? The festival of the first fruits. And um, this is when the Jews would come together and they would celebrate the first fruits of their land, of the promised land, Israel's inheritance. Um, Just as the the Spirit is our first fruit. You know, it's, it's the promise of salvation. 
it's a blessing, the first fruit of, of being filled by his presence, the first fruit of coming and, and being one with him. Um, over the last few weeks, we've, we've looked at remaining in Jesus. We've looked at this verse in John 15 that says, remain in me and I will remain in you. There's, there's a gift of relationship that's coming. And today I proclaim is the great day of celebrating relationship. This is the day when Holy Spirit comes and is one with us. He's not distant and he's not dead. There's an invitation for the Holy Spirit to come and be one with us. And this all started, and I just want to honor my friend Rich at the back there. We started, Rich, and you weren't here to hear it, but I just honor you and I'm excited for all the things that the Father does with you on different weekends. It's so amazing. But we just honored you, Rich, from the debriefing process that I went through in January where there was a call to interdependence with the Father, that the Father was just calling me afresh to interdependence with him. And remaining in him so I can remain in you is the, the ultimate interdependent act, isn't it? Where we are literally aligning ourselves and, and standing under the promise that when we choose to remain in him, he will remain in us. And that that is shown to us through Holy Spirit. Like, how cool all of heaven, all of his goodness, all of his glory, all that he is, gets to reside in us. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, he comes to fill us. He doesn't come to introduce our, himself to us as this distant religious icon that we are to call upon or that we are to put our time in with so that our karma is built. The Holy Spirit is our friend. The Holy Spirit is our companion. The Holy Spirit is our guidance. The Holy Spirit is our compass, is our chief navigation. The Holy Spirit is within us. And I don't know for you, but that for me changes everything. Like literally the God of heaven and earth lives in each of us because he loves us. It's a no strings attached act of freedom. And he says, you don't need to stay where you are. I want to take you on a journey and I want to be right intrinsically part of that journey. I want to be in relationship with you. And we do him such a disservice when we, when we reserve it to religion. When we, when we religiously do things because we think we should. When we religiously go places because we, we think we should. It's about the propelling and the, 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 the indwelling. You know, in the, in the Christmas story, we hear this word, Emmanuel. God with us. So Jesus' name means Emmanuel, God with us. And here is Holy Spirit introducing himself as the God within us of the truest incarnation of Emmanuel. God is in us. Now that blows my mind. Like me, the Muppet, God in me. But he chooses every single one and says, this is a free gift available to each and every one of you. I want to live in you. I want to make my home in you. And I want you to make my home in me. And because of that, the trajectory of your life will change hugely. So 
the same, this story that we find is of the disciples gathered in the upper room and they're waiting. They're waiting for this promise. They don't know what the promise is going to look like. And then the promise comes and that's the first infilling experience of the spirit for them. And that looks pretty powerful, doesn't it? Has anyone seen the fire above heads? No? Anna's seen it. Brilliant. On the book. Okay, great. Yeah, you've seen it in the book. Great, Anna. But the first infilling of the Spirit, where they encounter Holy Spirit for the very first time. I don't know about you, but when you read that story, they could not be the same again, could they? Could you imagine the scene, picture the scene? These guys gathered around, they're remembering the stories, they're remembering who Jesus is, they're, they're picturing how do we remain in him, how do we wait, how do we do this? And then the, the wind comes through the building, the whistling of the, the sounds, the fire comes on their heads. I mean, could you imagine? And then they start speaking in all these different languages that they didn't previously have. Just incredible. So this was the initial introduction of Holy Spirit. And the first of many fillings. The first of many fillings. I love Meshach. And you're okay, Sarah. He is welcome here and so are you. No problem, Sarah. Yeah, you're good, Meshach. You're a good guy. Humanity causes us to leak Holy Spirit. Our humanness causes us to leak Holy Spirit, doesn't it? Because we're not fully God. Are we? I really hope none of us think we are. (laughs) We're into a whole other subject area. Humanity causes us to leak Holy Spirit. So that's why it's so vital that we are refilled and refilled and refilled and refilled. And in that refilling, you know what we're saying? We're declaring, I want to remain in you. I want to remain in you. I choose to remain in you as you remain in me. That's what we're doing when we're just saying, come Holy Spirit. That's why we say it a lot around these parts. We know that he doesn't really need to come. Do you know that? Because he's already here. But we're just saying to him, when we say, come Holy Spirit, we're just, we're we're asking him, we're inviting him. Because he doesn't shove himself on us. I think somewhere in our mindset, we've come to this place where we um, we expect stuff. <laughs> That's not the best word for it. Someone might be able to come out with a better one for for it. Um, I think sometimes with Holy Spirit, it's almost like we're thinking about a, a transaction in a shop. That we go and we pay the stuff and we should get the stuff. And And I think Jesus is just saying, would you just be my best friend? Would you just hang out with me? Would your prime reason just to be close to me and not for what you can get, not for the experience that you can have and not for the stuff that you can get through this? Just just abide with me. Just hang around with me. Just remain in me. Just stay in me. And so when I pray and I lift out my hands and I say, come Holy Spirit, I'm inviting him into the intimate places of my life. I'm inviting him to come and to reveal himself in new ways to me. And in my experience, that's changed my heart. That's changed my footsteps. 
It's in some of those precious moments. I've spent so many times just crying with the Lord in times like this. Where I just say, come Holy Spirit. I don't have another way. I don't have another solution. Come Holy Spirit. Come and have your way in me. Come Holy Spirit. It's the most powerful prayer that we can pray. It's a great invitation of intimacy. He doesn't really care what we do, but he does care who we are. Remain in me. Make your home in me. And operate from that place. When we invite Holy Spirit into our hearts, things cannot stay the same. He starts to reveal to us those those parts of our life that maybe just need to be surrendered to him. Maybe there's parts of our lives that we're holding on so tight to that we don't trust him with. And when we say, come Holy Spirit, we're just saying, come and have your way with even those parts. Come and have your way. And our eyesight starts to change. Our, Our hearing starts to change. Our whole perspective on life starts to change. And that is the first fruit of the Spirit. That's the fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? Where we have anger, there's love. Where there's unforgiveness, he gives us the grace to forgive. This is where the the upside-down kingdom starts to baffle us. This cannot be understood on earthly terms. Holy Spirit is a heavenly gift that we get to live with here on earth. What a precious God we have. You know, I had the absolute honor and privilege. And to be honest, I kind of wanted to go there this morning as well, but I've come here instead. Yesterday, thanks Anna, yesterday we, um, we took a stall at the Mind, Body and Spirit Fair um, up at Carlisle Racecourse. Why would we not be there? I know that might offend some people, but we had a clairvoyant friend on the other side, and we had some rune friends on this side, and then some other friends over there. We made lots of lovely friends. But you know what was really cool? We just got to do some spiritual readings, a little bit of dream interpretation. There was a hunger in that place to hear a spirit. There was a hunger in our world to hear a spirit. But n- but the, the, the precious gift that we have, this spirit, the Holy Spirit, is what the world is waiting for. I don't think there's room for apathy when it comes to Holy Spirit. It challenges me constantly. How in the heck can I be apathetic about Holy Spirit? How can I just not be bothered? And I think this is the challenge to the church today. Because with that... There's a dampening of passion. There's a dampening of power. There's a dampening of knowing who you are. There's a dampening. There's a dampening that happens. And he's just saying, remain in me. And I will remain in you. Remain in me and be passionate about that. Don't be religious about it. Do not be religious about this. Remain in me. And I promise you, I will remain in you. And you know what? It might not look like the crazy experience that you're expecting. I think some of us have these Pentecost ideas of what remaining in him 
has to look like. And we've not had that yet. So we're just a bit like, oh, oh well, it's not happened to me, never mind. And part of that is is that the Holy Spirit comes in different ways. Um, there's a really beautiful book. I've got a couple of books to give away. Um, one of them is called Everyday Supernatural by Andy Croft and Mike Pilavacci. It's such a beautiful introduction to how Holy Spirit works, and it's just so beautiful to read the stories through there. But Andy Croft um, is just saying that he's been a Christian for maybe 20 years, and never once has he shooken or, or felt any strange warmth in his heart. He's just like, I just know that Jesus is with me. He stands still as a, still as a post. But he has profound experiences of the Holy Spirit when he's still as a post. And then there's other people that we see them, you know, they, they, they react. There's, there's a physical reaction, isn't there? Um, often my hands will start to shake. And I've tried to stop it, literally. When it first started, I was like trying to sit on my hands. I'm like, what is this? But it's just Holy Spirit just, just, just comes and just, just this beautiful way of saying, here I am. Here I am. Hi. How are you doing? How are you doing? So I want us to get to know Holy Spirit in new ways. Because he wants to get to know us in new ways. But he's not going to force us. He's not going to corral us. That's not who our, who our dad is. He's just literally written out an invitation card for you. And he's just said, I want to remain in you. Would you like to come and remain in me? Would you like every element of your heart and life to remain in me? Would you like to trust me implicitly? Would you like to journey life with me? Would you like to see things from my perspective instead of your own sometimes? Would you like to lay into my arms in times when you're just really sad? So this is the fourth week of talking about pretty much the same thing. And I don't know about you, but I could talk about it every day for the rest of my days. Jesus came to earth to show us what it looks like to live in community and communion with his loving Heavenly Father. And so we can follow after example and what a gift that we have this written down in the Bible that we can go to, hey? Where when we're just struggling a bit, we can go back to his words. We can go back to the Bible and we can go back and see. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see. And then the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Just alongside you. Highlighting verses to you. Highlighting things in your heart and your life. Remaining with you. Remaining with you. Um, as Acts goes on, and we will go on in Acts, we won't just stay in one verse for the rest of our days um, alone, no problem. Um, we're, we read um, how the disciples couldn't stay in that room anymore, um, and the Spirit propelled them to run out the door. And we start to see a boldness come on them now, for they increasingly know who they are and what they carry. And I say increasingly because I don't think until the, until they were reunited with their heavenly dad did they fully know who they were and, and what they carried. So they were on a journey just like us. But the Holy Spirit propelled them that, that that could not be contained. We talked about last week of he doesn't call us to be reservoirs of his goodness. It has to unleash and, and bring life wherever we are, wherever we work, wherever we play. Um, 
And we see uh, the mighty Peter. I love the story of Peter. Um, go on to preach when we, when we um, unfold Acts 2 a little bit more. But I just wanted to pick up on a psalm. And then all we're going to do for the next 15 minutes is wait on the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to invite him to come into places and spaces in our lives that we may never have invited him into before. And I know that that's vulnerable. But that's what he's calling us as a community to increasingly be is vulnerable. And I know that that's, for, for everybody, this isn't going to be the right place and space that actually clans would be more appropriate. That's okay. Just watch what's going on. Just bless what's going on. Just pray for other people. Pray for the city. But I just, I just, we, we, we can't do Pentecost without just waiting on the Holy Spirit, can we? It would be rude not to. Anyway, I want us just to pick up on the verses that Peter proclaims in Psalm 16. And we're going to start from uh, verse 5 in Psalm 16. Um, And the mighty Paul. Thanks, Paul. Oh, thanks, Paul. That's amazing. We were going to start from 7, so that's brilliant that you got. Thanks. Thank you. Amazing, Paul. Paul, just honor you, man. Just really honor you for who you are, Paul. There is so much that you have done in and through this community that not anybody would have a clue that you've done. And we just want to thank you so much for just those internal structures that you've provided that just help us to dance and have helped us flourish. From day one, Paul, you've been part of this community and a vital part of this community. So thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. And when we pray, I'd love for us to bless some of those folks who've served today. Um, Like Lucy led worship today for the first time. That's a big deal. Leading worship is not easy. And to be really honest, in this room, it can be really not easy at all. It, like, it's not easy. You have to fight against stuff. We have to, like, there's different things that it's just hard. But Lucy was brave today. And thank you, Lucy, for just serving us that way. So a few of us are going to gather around Lucy and the team as well and just bless what they did and what they gave. Anyway, back to Psalm 16, verse 7. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. So we're going to say that again. And I want us to say this all together, actually. We're just going to declare this. Let's stand up together just now. And we're just going to, we're just going to make a declaration just now. If you, if you see these words and you mean these words, then say the words. But don't, don't, don't worry. You can just read them along with us if you don't feel like you mean these things yet. Here we go. Three, two, one. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Living with you forever doesn't happen when you die. It happens right now. We are in the portion of living with you forever. 
I hear a lot of talk of being excited about heaven. I'm really excited about heaven. Heaven gets to come now, though. We get glimmers and touches of heaven here on earth. Oh boy, I can't wait till there's no more pain and no more sorrow. Oh boy, I can't wait for the fullness of that to be seen. Oh boy, I can't wait. But I do declare that we get to see touches of that here on earth today. And that we are his stewards. We are his servants on this journey. So Father, we will bless you because you guide me. And at night, our hearts instruct us. Some of us have discounted dreams for a long, long time. And Jesus is trying to speak to you in your dreams. The Hebrews' understanding was that the day started as you put your head on the pillow at night. I know the Lord is always with me. Now, guys, that for me really has to be a declaration sometimes. I have some very dear family members who have suffered with long-term health problems which break my heart. But I declare today, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. He is with us in the midst of the pit experiences of our life. He does not abandon us. The enemy would love to tell you that he does, but he does not abandon us. So we declare again, I will not be shaken. He is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad. There's no room for apathy when it comes to gladness. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. I choose to rejoice. My body rests in safety. So Father God, I just, I just welcome you now. I'm just going to invite you to close your eyes and just put your hands out in front of you. And this is basically your invitation. That you're inviting Jesus to come near to you. That you're inviting Holy Spirit to come and work in you, to live in you. That you're inviting the Father to care for you, to see you. And Father, I just want to bless what you're doing. Come, Lord Jesus, increase your presence in this space. Increase your presence in this space. And maybe you just want to say to him, I choose to remain in you right now. I choose you. I choose to trust you right now. And maybe there's some I'm sorry prayers going on as well. Maybe you're going to just come before your heavenly dad and say, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry I haven't trusted you. I'm sorry my heart isn't that glad. And I'm just going to invite you just to offer that to him. He wants to meet you at that point of sacrifice, of offering, of vulnerability. I think that there's several of us in this space who really suffer with anxiety. That anxiety has become a debilitating factor in your life that has stopped you from walking out of some doors. It's just made you feel just so alone and so isolated. And I'm just going to invite you that if that's you, I just want you just to, just to raise your hand a little slightly. I know this takes a lot of courage to do this. But we would love to pray for you today. We would love to pray for you for the perfect peace that casts out all fear. So let's just gather around. Anyone who has their hand raised just now, let's just gather in them and physically just go and put your hand on their shoulder. 
and just say we're here. So there's a couple other hands, guys. We just need to look around the room. If your hand is not up, just look around the room and just go and gather around anyone who has their hand raised. Let's just walk around the room. This is a mobilizing moment. This may not refer to you, but it may. this might be a really precious moment for someone else. And as we just pray for each, we're just going to pray our very best prayer. And, and all that looks like is that we're going to um, help someone leave their head lifted high for encouragement to come. So you just rest your hand. You're just going to pray your best prayer, which might be like, bless you. I just bless who you are. I just bless all that the Father's doing. I just bless what's going on in your heart and life. We just bless you. And as you do that, the Father might start to give you little pictures or maybe a scripture. And I, I would just love you to just speak those over those people. Just bless. So what's the opposite of anxiety? It's peace. So we just invite the peace that passes all understanding into our hearts and into our lives. Come, Lord Jesus, and bring your peace that passes all understanding. Come, Lord Jesus, and just continue to pray as you feel led to do. Continue to pray as you feel led to do. Yeah, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. We, um, we over the last few days, there's been a few folk with uh, knees which have needed some healing. If you have um, a sore or injured knee, uh, would you just raise your hand just now? Because we would love to pray for you. So raise your hand if you have a sore or injured knee. And guys, again, mobilize. Just come around. If you've never done this before, all it's going to take is standing alongside someone. That's all we want you to do is just come and stand alongside. So let's let's just come alongside. There's some people here down the front, over here in the middle there, um, just to go and lay your hands on. And if it's appropriate, you could even just ask the person, what is it that you need healing for? And and if they don't mind, because it's knees, it's it's an okay part of the body generally for, for you to touch, generally, but you have to ask first, okay? Don't just go and touch someone's knee. They might have a knee thing. So just, just ask, do you mind if I just lay my hand on the place that is sore? Okay, and you're just going to invite Holy Spirit to come. Just going to invite an increase of his presence. Invite Holy Spirit to come. We do this here at Vineyard because we believe that Jesus isn't dead. And that because he's alive, that means there's power to see heaven come to earth. In heaven, we won't have any pain. We won't have any knee injuries. We won't have any of that stuff. But we believe here at Vineyard that if we don't pray to invite Holy Spirit to come, then maybe we're going to miss a heavenly moment. So why not give it a try? And it's not up to us to decide who gets healed. You know, we believe that God can heal. But because we're this side of heaven, not every time we see that happen. But unless we give it a try, we don't know. So we're just up for giving it a try. And just make sure that you bless everybody as well. We love blessing. Isn't blessing great? Encouragement, basically. Heavenly encouragement. Um, and if you're not praying for someone, why don't you just, just pray quietly in your heart just now? You know, the Bible tells us that the Father loves to bind up the brokenhearted. And there's several of us in the room who are brokenhearted just now. And he would just love to come and meet with you. And be with your broken heart. And if you would like to receive some prayer around any other area, maybe we've not mentioned any other area, why don't you just put your hand up? Because people would love to gather around you. 
just now. So if there's anything that you just feel, I just would love someone else to come and pray with me. Just pop your hand up. And folks are just going to mobilize across the room. We do this to remain in him so that he can remain in us.